the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have and enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor ose yao afuakwa pastor afuakwa is the general overseer of faith house charismatic chapel international a thriving ministry in kumase ghana god has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know god better live life better and impact their world better get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen are you ready for the word of god okay last week you were blessed praise god and this morning we will continue and finish up with that before we start our agenda our faith agenda amen Okay, so come with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Last week, we learned on submission. And the Bible says, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Of God. Somebody say submit to one another. Say it, submit to one another. The Bible says submitting to one another in the fear of God. What makes submission possible is the fear of God. Praise God. Without the fear of God, it's impossible to walk in true submission. And the Bible says whether you are a husband or you are a wife, there comes a time where it's necessary for you to submit one to another. One to another, one to another. For a marriage to work, this understanding of submission needs to be in place. Praise God. You can't have your way all the time. You can't have your will all the time. If you insist on having your way all the time, you will not marry for long. Praise God. So it's important we appreciate the principle of submission. But that's not the focus of my subject, particularly because I have limited time. Uh, we will just get into the business of the day. Go to verse number 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands. 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Praise God. Please take note of a few scripture uh, keys that are vital for this whole scripture. He said, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Now, from verse 1, take note of the word, the Lord. He says, submitting one to another in the fear of God. That's what he says in verse 21. Then here, he says, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Somebody say, to the Lord. Okay, verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Verse 24. He says, therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, So let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Please take note. As the church is subject to Christ, even so, let wives be subject to their own husbands in everything. Praise God. Again, I also want you to take note of how many times Christ is appearing in this scripture. The Lord Christ 
is appearing. We have seen God, we have seen Lord, and now we are seeing Christ. And Christ is repeated how many times so far? Once. Let's look at verse 24. Therefore, just as... No, the second time is in verse 24. Just as the church is subject to Christ, even so wives ought to be submitted to their husbands in everything. So verse 23, we see Christ. Verse 24, we see Christ. Now look at verse 25, which will be the focus of this teaching this morning. He says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also did what? Love the church and gave himself for her. He says, husbands, love your wife just as Christ. So this is the third time Christ is appearing. Are you following it? This is the third time Christ is appearing. Verse 26. That he might cleanse, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Look at verse 27. That he might present to himself what? Not having or any such thing. And without blemish. Verse 28, let's go. So husbands ought to love loves himself. Verse 29. Just as the Lord does the church. 30 please. For we are and of his bones. Verse 31. For this reason, a mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become gone. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ in the church. Verse 33. Nevertheless, let each so love his own as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. Verse 34. Yeah, that's where it ends. Praise God. He said, let the wife see that she reverence what? That's what? Reverence what? He said, the wife should see that she reverence her husband. If you look at the scripture, you see husbands love your wife repeated not less than three times. Praise God. Not less than three times. Not less than three times. When you look at this scripture, it says the stage for a successful home. Praise God. If a home will be happy, these two sides must be in place, working actively, working in synergy. We've been teaching on building a happy home for the past four weeks, and this is the last session. Amen? Not conclusive though, but we have to end it anyway to make way for other things. Praise God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 18 and 19. One go. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Verse 19. Husbands do what? Good. Now let's go to Titus chapter 1, verse chapter 2, verse 1 to 6. One go. 
chapter 2, sorry. 2, verse 1 to 6. Chapter 2, verse 1 to 6. But as for you, speak the things which are proper for some. Okay. Reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in patience. That the older women likewise they be reverent in behavior, not slanderous, not giving to much wine, teachers of good things. Now look at that they may admonish the young women to love what? To love what? Okay. Uh huh. That's five. Praise God. To the best of my knowledge, my only discovery in scripture where wives were admonished, as it were, particularly in the New Testament. Maybe somewhere in the old, maybe, but I'm here to discover it. Praise God. Where scripture clearly exhorts wives to love their husbands in scripture was those only ones. Praise God. This is the only time. This is the only time. And the only time they were told to do it too, they were told to do some love other people too in addition. Praise God. So it makes it a real tough job for them, considering the fact that no one can love two masters. Praise God. So for a woman to love her husband and her children, by all means, one of them will suffer. When you are married and you don't have a child, you can have the total love of your wife. But when you marry and children come into it, your wife's love is divided into two. And most of the time, the husband may be entitled to about 30 or 40%. The children enjoying 60%. Praise God. That's why I always encourage young couples, don't be in a haste to give birth. Praise God. Children are great. But they can deny you some measure of bonding you need in order to move to the next phase of your marital life. Praise God. It is wisdom. But most of the time, people's fear override their wisdom. Amen? Amen. You need to bond with your spouse. Because by the time your wife is single again, it will be 30 years or so plus without children. The only time you get your wife loving you fully is when you may not do much with her love. Praise God. Particularly the romantic dimension of the love. Amen? Amen. So it's important that you take your time and then you start it where? But for a husband, you have a core mandate and responsibility to love your wife. Praise God. If you are not ready to love a woman like the way Jesus loves church, Forget about marriage. Don't marry. Praise God. Or if you marry, you have problems. The reason why most people have problems at home and they can't build a happy home is simply because Christ is not at the center where we were reading. He says wives should submit to their husbands just as it is fitting in the law. Just as the church is subject to Christ, even wives are submitted, are supposed to be submitted to Christ, their husbands, the same way. Then he says wives... Husbands also ought to love their wives 
The same way Christ loved the church. The question is, if Christ is not at the center of your heart, how will you be able to love your wife the way Christ loved the church or submit to your husband the way the church is required to be submitted to Christ? Praise God. That, again, is what makes it vital and crucial that you don't date somebody who has not made Christ his Lord and Savior. It's so difficult sometimes to reach young people who are not married with that understanding. But there is nothing as suicidal as that when you're preparing for marriage. To court Satan's son or daughter is risky. Praise God. It's risky. Because the very foundation of the marriage is wrong. The person is not born again. Christ is not the center of his life. Christ cannot be the center of the marriage. And when he's not the center of the marriage, the center will fall apart. The things will fall apart. The center will not hold. Praise God. But for you, the center will hold in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says husbands ought to love their wives just as Christ loved the church. The question is, how did Christ love the church? First, Christ loved the church sacrificially. Somebody say sacrificially. We are told, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25. Love your wives just as Christ loves the church and gave himself for her. Ask your neighbor, are you ready? If the, the person is a man, are you ready to die for your wife? Yeah. Are you ready? Will you die for your wife? If you are staying close to your husband, ask the person, will you die for me? If your husband is close to you. In fact, second service, everybody will sit by their husbands. Praise God. Second service, every married person, you will sit by your husband. Praise God. You are not talking about beloveds. (laughs) You are trespassing if you go and sit by a beloved. Praise God. Praise God. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Most men claim they love their wives, but they are not ready to give up anything for their wives. It's one major challenge. Sometimes, I mean, particularly young couples. It's so, when I, I see people who are married two years, three years, and they're having serious problems, most of the time, is simply because of a wrong understanding or a lack of understanding of this foundational principle, the ability to give up for their wives. So people marry, they are not ready to give up their phones for their wives. So the wife is complaining week after week, week after week, friends for their wives. Every month, there should be one issue with one particular friend of us that is coming closely in between the two of you. Now, if you can't give up your friend, you said you went to secondary school together, went to JHS together, went to uh, the uni together, maybe you were a cosmos at the uni, and now you are working at the hospital together. If you can't give that friend up for your wife, you can't die for the woman. Praise God. Hallelujah. And if you can't die for the woman, you won't have a marriage for long. Praise God. Hallelujah. You won't have marriage for long. You see, the, everybody is, has his own assignment and they must be committed to doing it and doing it thoroughly if you want to have a home. Yes, sir. 
Praise God. If you want to have a joyful and a happy home, a wife who will not respect a husband fully, let your husband be the number. You, respect, you must respect your husband even more than your father. Once you marry, if you can't respect him like that, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you. <laughs> it won't work. No, I, it's not a case, but it won't work. No matter who prays for you, it won't work. The marriage will fail. You can nurture, patch it, uh, do all kinds of things. But sooner or later, 25 years, 30 years, it will fail. Praise God. Because that's what, that's what it ought to be done. Praise God. Hallelujah. When your husband speaks, he should be able to end all matters. But when your husband speaks, that's when your anger is boiling. Somebody is disturbing you, tells you, please, honey, let's forget about this matter. Drop this issue. I've invested so much into it. You see, the, the kind of power God gave to husbands, when I saw something in the Old Testament, I was amazed. A woman can come to church and make a vow in the Old Testament. Why you make a vow in church? To go, not to man. And then you go and your husband says that that vow you made, it was a foolish vow. You are not honoring that vow. God says you must listen and drop it. Praise God. God says, I'll show you that scripture. No, no, I don't have time today. That's vow to God. God says, in the Old Testament, he said, drop it. That's why you, can, you, can, you only live a frustrated life if you are a wife and you, don't, you are not submissive. You have challenge. You have challenge. You have what? Challenge. You have serious challenge. Praise God. No, no, no amount of prayer will heal you. Praise God. It's simple. It's, you see, God does not like these orderly people. Amen? Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth, and the Spirit of God moved, and God spoke, and order came. Right from Genesis, God established the fact that he is anti-disorder. He doesn't like it. He says, let all things be done decently and in order. The reason why God said in the home, somebody must be the head, is not because the man is smarter than you. It's not because he has degrees more than you. You may have more of them than him. Praise God. You may be more intelligent than him, but God wants order. He wants what? Order. That's why when he formed the church, Jesus came and purchased the church, and he didn't leave it ajar. He appointed over the church pastors, prophets, teachers, apostles, so they can ensure order. The other day, somebody was, they were carrying the ark of God, and somebody who was not supposed to touch it, touched it. God killed him. Praise God. And the reason why God acted like that was because the guy acted disorderly. Praise God. He acted disorderly. Listen, young woman, if you are not married, pray for a heart of meekness. Pray for it. It will help you. The Bible said, let not your outward adorning, let not your adorning be the outward adorning of the plating of hair. Look good as much as possible. Do, do your best, your possible best to look very good. Praise God. But most importantly, have a meek and a quiet spirit. Because the Bible said, in the sight of God is of great price. Some people have all kinds of things. I'm a choleric, I'm this. God doesn't care who you are. He made you. Praise God. 
That no, no reason is justifiable for saying, I'm this, so, so, so this is my temperament. So you are flouting God's, God's order. It won't be well with you. Praise God. For a husband, if you also want to live well, live long, and then enjoy the marriage, your, re, your, your main core responsibility is to love your wife. Love what? Love your wife. What? Love your wife, not your girlfriend. Love your wife. Love your wife. Love her. Love her. Love her until she can feel that my husband loves me. Love her. Praise God. And the Bible says the only way your the wife will feel the love is when you are ready. Listen, anybody who is ready to die for you, you you don't know you don't need to know anything again. Anybody, listen, because that is a great, the Bible says love is as strong as what? Death. So, the, the farthest life, death, life, uh, uh, love can go is death. Love. It's as strong as death. So, if you can go to the extent of being ready to die for your wife, I'm telling you, there will be nothing that will be too difficult for you to do to keep your marriage. You see, most of the time, <laughs> Most of the time, the principal thing and the principal person who keeps a marriage together, no matter how bad it's getting, is the husband. Praise God. Yeah, it's the husband. Most of the time, when divorces will happen, most of the time, with the exception of a few Jezebels, when the husband gives up, it's over. That's why God made it. Because, of course, if you are there, this church, I have said it too many times, anything that is wrong here, I accept responsibility. Praise God. If the choir sings wrongly, wrong key, don't blame them. I'm the one. Of course. If the usher shouted at you, don't blame them. Blame me. Praise God. Because everybody here acts on my instruction. Praise God. I have responsibility for it. And the Bible said the husband is a head. If you're a wife, don't try and uh, usurp and get his position. Because it's, it's not easy to be a head of. It's not easy to be the head of anything in life. That's why a lot of people, they, they have great dreams, but it's never becoming a reality. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's not easy to be the head of the choir. Praise God. It's not easy. It's not easy. When you have all kinds of people who have all kinds of attitudes, non-conformist attitude, they are in church, but the church is not in them. They are in Christ, but the Christ is not in them. When you say this, you are saying that all kinds of attitude, all of these people, you have to lead them. It's not easy. Praise God. Oh, but it will be easy for the crowd this year. When I'm here, oh, you come is behave. Praise God. No, 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 no. Anybody who will give you problem, I'll give them problem. Praise God. Let's put our hands for the choir. But you listen, the truth of the matter is that it's never easy to be the head of anything. Never. In the home, it's never easy. When the man is playing his role very well, it will not be easy for him. Praise God. Yeah. Because but but the biblical definition of who a man is. Uh, I think that sometimes I may agree with the man who wrote behind his car, to be a man is not easy. Yeah. 
to be a man. So when I see people now trying to become, uh, they are females and they want to become males, I pity them all. Listen, to be a man is not a, this no. To be a man now, wow. <laughs> to be a man now, wow. <laughs> it's not a joke. Praise God. Hallelujah. Being the head means that anything that goes wrong, God holds you accountable. Yeah. If your children go to hell, God will not ask your wife. Praise God. Yeah, God will not. God will not. If your children go to hell in a home, God will not ask their wife. Praise God. But most people claim they love their wives, but they don't understand how they love their wife. You see, it's not about saying, I love you. The how it's defined by scripture. It's a lover to the point that you are ready to give up everything for it. May the Lord give us grace, man. Those of us who are married, may God give us grace. And then the second aspect is that you love her unconditionally. And in fact, most, for most people who have problems in the home, it's because of this thing. For his God, it's because of this thing. The conditions are too many. She's not good in bed. The conditions are too many. The conditions are too many. For his God. The conditions are too many. Listen, marriage is not a natural institution. It's a spiritual institution. So if you are not spiritual and you don't engage spiritual tools, you cannot survive it. Praise God. You can't survive it. You can't. You can't survive it. You will try very hard, but you can't survive it. So there are two principal ways husbands are heir to love their wives. One, you must love your wife just as Christ loved the church. And if you do that, your marriage will work. I'm telling you. Yes. I'm telling you, it will work. Every man say, my marriage will work. My marriage will work. If you love your wife, just as Christ loved the church. That is the first one. The second one is to love your wife just as yourself. As for the way Christ loved the church, I've showed you two major ways. He loved the church sacrificially. He loved the church unconditionally. There are some of you if you were given the opportunity, you would destroy the church because you feel that people are... In fact, a lot of people have all kinds of things they say about church and pastors. Abby, they say, ah, the church is like this, the pastor is like this. All kinds of things. But in spite of it, every time when we gather, God is happy. God is what? God is happy. If God were to listen to the things the media is writing about the church, you church members are even writing, saying about one another in the church. If God was listening to all the bad things that are going on in the church... God will destroy the church in a moment, but he will not. Why? Because he loves the church unconditionally. Can somebody say an amen? Amen. The second is to love your wife just as yourself. <laughs> love your wife just as what? Love your wife just as you love your own body. Hey! No amounts us, no show it us. Abodam same to the highest degree. First degree madness. Praise God. 
And I know when I ask you, you will now be giving me condition what she did and what she didn't do. The Bible says, the day you slap your wife, if you have done it, God forgive you. But the day you do it again, you are like a madman slapping himself on the streets. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. I didn't say it. Scripture says it. You are like a madman. Because it's only a mad person who slaps himself. And they are, they are still standing. Slaps himself and he's standing. Yeah? Sometimes you see them. They are putting things. Or hitting it. And it's nobody. Why? Because. Praise God. And there are people. They are in suits. Some of them work in the bank. Some of them are in church. Some of them are soldiers. They do all kinds of things. But Ajinina. Praise. It's not there. It's not there. They are mad. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why? Verse 28, he says, Husbands should love them good. Then verse 28, give me verse 28. Let me do that and I'll close the service. As for the second service, I would rather go into deep and teach on eight practical ways you can demonstrate love for your wife. He says, so husbands ought to love their own bodies Love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves himself loves him. He who loves his wife loves him what? Can you see that? So if you don't love your wife, you don't love yourself. Then when you go down, he said no man hates his own body. No man. For no man ever, somebody say ever, ever hated his own body. Have you seen a normal man who is beating himself? No, You see, that's why when somebody commits suicide, we begin to question what was going on. People want to know, did they write a certain test message? Did they write something? Because they want to know, it's not normal for somebody to kill himself. No man. So sometimes some people, I heard the story of one man who was trying to kill himself. And when he attempted the thing, they didn't work. He said, hey, say, oh, obey yes, sir. <laughs> He attempted it. It didn't work. Hey, my name is Owe Beyasao. Praise God. It didn't work. No man ever hated himself. But not, you see the way you take care of yourself? When you buy one shoe, you should buy three for your wife. Praise God. That's what it means. That's what it means. That's what it means. Then you are bought three. Your wife is just uh, uh, saying, telling you that I think I need a shoe. Then you are acting like you've not heard it. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And sometimes the excuse is that she's 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 gainfully employed. She earns much higher. Listen, man, if you really want your wife to feel your love, let her save her money. Spend your money. Yeah. Praise God. Spend your money. Spend your money because if, if both of you really understand what the relationship is about, her money is your money. But you see, when you use the one that is personally in your pocket and you spread her, she feels your love. Meanwhile, you have fat savings on her account. Are you getting what I'm talking about? It's the same money. It's like joint. You, you are here, I'm saying this. Let's close. Let's close. My time is up. Close your eyes. Let's pray. Close your eyes. Let's pray.
Maybe you are here this morning, you are not born again. Close your eyes, everybody. You are not born again. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Say, Lord, Pastor, I want to give my life to the Lord. You are here like that. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, lift up your hands. I want to pray with you. If you are married, ask God for grace. If you are a wife, to be submissive. As for a man, ask God for grace to love your wife the same way Christ loves the church. The same way Christ loves the church. The same way Christ loves the church. Grace to love your wife the same way Christ loves the church. The same way, the same way, the same way, the same way. Two ways. The full detail I'll disclose in the second service. has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our word encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santa Se Runabout, Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you.